Have you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Today, I'm so excited to share with you my recent conversation with Chanda Mundil. Chanda is known on Instagram as the Direct Sales VA, and she specializes in helping leaders automate their businesses. A lot of times as leaders, we are overwhelmed with different things that we need to do with our teams or we feel like we need to do with our teams. And Chanda is here to tell us what we really need to focus on and she also shares how she helps leaders with that. We talk about email marketing, party templates, onboarding processes, and so much more. I even share with you a very big secret about how many emails are in my inbox. Oh, goodness. (laughs) I loved chatting with Chanda. She is not afraid to tell it like it is, and it's who we need to help us as leaders. So listen in, enjoy, and if you'd like to get in touch with Chanda, she shares her contact information at the end of the episode, and I also put it in the show notes. Hi, Chanda. How are you today? Thank you so much for being a guest. I am so excited to be here, Tiffany. Thank you. Yes. All right. So let's just dive right in. Tell us about you and your family. All righty. Well, I'm a Midwestern girl at heart, born and raised in Indiana. I met my college or I I met my husband, my college sweetheart, when I was all of 18 years old. (laughs) And uh, I joke around, I have followed him all over God's green earth. We've lived in the DC area, back to Indiana, uh, out to Seattle for five years, and back here to Indianapolis. And we have three kiddos uh, that are all turning right now. All three of my kiddos' birthdays are happening in the next seven days. And uh, they are going to be 13, 9, and 7. So um, we're blessed. We have a good time as a family, and uh, but we're busy, very busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those birthdays. <laughs> now, was that plan? Were you like, are you a planner where you're like, okay, we have to have them all in the same month. That would be perfect. Or was it just like, oh, guess Not what? <laughs> at all planned. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. We're catching on because in the past we've been able to do combo birthday parties. They're not having that anymore. (laughs) So now we have to come up with three different birthday parties all in the next week. So wish me luck with that. Yeah. You have to almost send them your Calendly link to like schedule their own birthday party, right? That is actually a brilliant idea, Tiffany. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're 13 year olds. Yeah. I'm, sure they, I'm sure they can handle that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, need start, you need to start learning some real world skills. <laughs> Here, yeah. schedule in yes. your birthday party in one of yes. my open slots. <laughs> I yeah. love that. That's great. But then once it's done, it's done. And you know what's kind of cool about it? 
it's kind of halfway through the year. So that way it's not too close to Christmas. It's not, you know, I, I have a summer birthday and I love it because I don't Mm. feel like it's right, you know, right next to Christmas. And I feel like it's nice and spread out. (laughs) And so I'm sure that's great with the kids because it doesn't feel like it's all at once. Exactly birthday, yeah. all that. So, oh, that's so fun. That sounds like so much fun. We have a lot in common. Three kids. I know. Live in the, West. the Midwest is best. Truly. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it really is. It really is. All right. You have been involved in the direct sales industry for a while. So tell us how you got started in direct sales. Absolutely. So uh, living in Seattle and we had just had our third and final kiddo and honestly, this is, it's kind of funny, but I know the moms out there can relate to this. Suddenly after he was born, my husband and I flipped out that we had two in diapers and we were like, oh my goodness, right? On the budget and living in Seattle, I mean, shout out to all the people that live out in that neck of the woods. The cost of living is triple of what it is in the Midwest. And so I felt all of a sudden this need to help provide for our family and contribute in some way. And so um, I wasn't really looking to get into direct sales, um, but I desperately wanted to have a fun night with girlfriends as a mom of three who was like barely able to find time to shower, right? And so I had a pampered chef party. I had never had a party before. And literally Tiffany within five minutes, the light bulb went off in my head and I was like, this consultant gets paid to do this. And so the rest was history for me. And that was almost 10 years ago. <laughs> so um, I, I'd like to, to say, like, I got into direct sales because I saw obviously the need that it was fulfilling for our family, right, with the flexibility. But I immediately saw the income potential that I wasn't even aware was a possibility for a mom like me with young kids at home. I mean, at the time, right? So newborn, a two-year-old and a six-year-old. And that those things like that got me into the business still fire me up today, even though I'm not selling anymore. It's still that like, wow, this industry can give a family what it needs when at the time, like I couldn't leave the house to go work and living in our budget and being in such an expensive area, like daycare wasn't an option for three kiddos. And so, yeah, I could talk your ear off for hours about how passionate I am about this industry and how it serves moms in particular. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's so true. This industry is so flexible. And that's the thing, because like you said, and when you said about the daycare, you know, trying to afford daycare in the Seattle area. And then to go to a job that you may or may not even like, you know, that would be just a miserable existence, honestly, Yeah, to be away from your kids. And I love that direct sales can be what you need it to be. You know, you can make 500 extra dollars a month. You could make 5,000 extra dollars a month. There's literally no, you know, there's no standard that you have to do or whatever. And so I love that you are able to make as much as you want to make basically. Yeah. And I was, you know, someone who came into the industry with a lot of sales experience. So I'm kind of the oddball in that I was in medical sales before staying home, but I had been laid off twice from Fortune 500 companies. And I told myself, 
peace out, corporate America. <laughs> I'm not letting you put me through that again. So goodbye. I'm never going back. And I've never looked back to corporate America. Um, but yeah, I, with the income potential, I saw that because I had had that with my medical sales experience. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I just wasn't willing to sacrifice my time away from my kids anymore or let somebody else dictate when or when not I had a job. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, we are not doing that anymore. Thank you. Yes. Good for you. You're like, I am taking back control of my life. <laughs> yeah. there's, as a mom of three small kids, there's not much you have control over. So <laughs> amen. <laughs> you have to control yeah. what you can control. And that would, could be, you know, the income that you yeah. make. So that's great. I love that. Yeah. So now that you are no longer in the field, in the sales field, you run your own business, a virtual assistant business, the direct sales VA. So what do you do as the direct sales VA? Yeah. So I, I think it, I always like to share this. I, when I, I was in you know, this, I, as a newbie, I was a new consultant and I will never forget. I was sitting on the couch feeding the baby and my email ding went off on my phone, right? So like back in the day, like I'm a dinosaur, like social media was just this new thing and promoting ourselves on Facebook was still relatively new. And it was an order that had come in from one of my social media posts. I will never, Tiffany, forget that ding because not only was it a ding that I heard on my phone, it was this moment for me when I was like, okay, I'm on to something here with my social media marketing strategy and my presence. And so it became this thing for me where I didn't even realize I was doing something right until my company home office wanted into my VIP group. Cause I, I was, I was one of the first people to create a Facebook VIP group. Right. And so then I found myself on stage at national conference co-presenting with our chief marketing officer. And I was like, what is going on right now? Like I am, I'm this chick from Seattle who barely has time to shower because she's a mom of three. And here I am, I'm doing something right with the branding of myself and the way I'm presenting content. And then the leadership thing happened for me because of that. And so it was time for me to step away from selling actively and coach others. And so I coached on in a one-on-one -on -one setting and then team trainings. And then I was then hired by my company for a year to train the field floors, which was amazing. But guess what? I missed selling. <laughs> So I stepped back into my sales role with my same company that I still love. And um, I had a great time and stepped back into leadership. And so my, my journey has not been A, B, C, D. I've gone from A to M. Let's come back to C, right? Like I have pivoted more times than none. I, I even am like a failed food blogger. I tried being a food blogger for a minute, right? I have failed more times at business than I have succeeded. But ultimately, Tiffany, it has led me to this point now where I serve a very specific niche in our industry 
because I know it inside and out. And I have found that when I'm serving them, I light up inside, they benefit. It's a beautiful thing. So I serve direct sales leaders who were like me at one point. I grew fast, but I didn't have the systems in place to help me handle it. And so now as a direct sales VA, I help them set up automated systems, be it a website that can handle lead generation for them, that brings in branding, right, from Instagram, whether it's email automations that help train their team or build their own customer email marketing list. I, I have just found this true passion in helping leaders really expand their impact digitally because we can now. But when leaders can't be in a million places at one time, I know I often think that like I could use seven more hands than I have right now yeah. <laughs> or brains <laughs> really. Right, right, yeah. right. Yes. And I think as a leader, it's, it's something that happens that when you are, like you said, you grow fast and you're like, okay, okay, this is great. This is awesome. This is so fun. But am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I mean, right. I know that companies have great leadership training programs and that's, you know, right. there's, there's all that at our fingertips or hopefully there is at your company, but I know that's a stress on, on leaders minds, because I know that I've thought that, you know, like, am I doing enough? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And so I love that you serve that. Yeah. And I want to encourage leaders who are listening to think about your impact in this way. Everything you put out there is a product in a way. So what do I mean by that? The experience a new consultant has with you is a product. It's an experience that has a benefit for somebody else attached to it. And it needs to be amazing. They're not coming on board. They're not joining you. They're joining your company. They're joining you. We've heard that a million times, right? And so that new consultant experience, that's just one of the ways I've really locked arms with leaders lately. And I'm like, we've got to button this up. We need to make it amazing for you and them because it's part of your portfolio, right? And, and your existing team, the experience they're having with you, that's a product. Mm -hmm. How yeah. are you selling it well? Well, honestly, Tiffany, most leaders aren't because they don't have the time. And so one of the other ways I've been working with leaders recently is really perfecting our team email that we're sending out. And are we putting content in there that lights their fire to want the big picture that you are casting as an organization and where we're going? Most leaders are not because they don't know how, and that's okay. We're not all content marketers. Or again, Tiffany, they don't have the time to carve out in their schedules to sit at a keyboard and type out an amazing email. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And that's sometimes I think that too. I'll sit down to write a post in our team group page or, or write an email to my team and I'll kind of freeze. Like, what do I say? I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. So I know, yeah. I know that's something that all leaders experience is that content, that content piece that is sometimes a little bit you know, mind blocking that you just can't get past. Almost. So I love that you provide that help to leaders, you know, Hey, let's look at it from this angle. Let's do, let's try this. Let's do this for your team and kind of, uh, you know, help them come up with a plan, which is what we right. all need. We all need right. that. because when we survey teams, what they tell me 
time and time again is, hey, the team page is great. I know I can go there if I have questions, but there's a ton of information coming at me from all angles. The team page is telling me, do this, do this, do this to be successful. The home office is maybe sending me emails, say, do this, do this. Then maybe my mentor is private messaging me. Overload leaders. Mm -hmm. We are overloading them. We need to start treating our teams like customers. Mm, that's good. That's okay. Good. So think about your day and how many notifications you get. What is going to get your team to stop in their tracks and right, get their fire lit to take action? Because as leaders, that's what we want them to do. Yeah. I'm finding the team page isn't necessarily that avenue anymore that's going to get it done because we're, we're a little Facebook grouped out in mm -hmm. the industry. But again, that team email, Tiffany, I can't stress this enough, has so much power because um, it's a way that when we reach our team, it feels a little more personal. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding email is so much more effective than I ever dreamed because it's something that you don't think of because you think of email as in those like evites that we used to get, you know, 15 yeah. years ago to parties or whatever. And so you think like, oh, it's so outdated, but email marketing is, is so effective. And so I, sometimes it is hard to get, cause you think like, oh, Facebook, everybody's on there, but not my entire team's not on Facebook. And so when I need to talk to all of them, I have to do it through an email. And of course there are some, there are you know, advantages to a Facebook group. Cause you get that interaction together, you know, sure. as a group, but if you need a message to get out to your team, because even if they're on Facebook, they might not see it. So you need like the email is so effective at getting that message across to everybody. Right. Needs to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I always, and I want to encourage too, with everybody listening is think about how you interact in Facebook groups. Honestly, mm -hmm. this is going to help you all so much. Mm -hmm. If you go to a Facebook group and you are seeking information, maybe it was a post that was shared last week and you're like, where is it? Honestly, how much time are you going to spend searching for it before you're like, I'm out, I'm moving on to something else. And so for teams, especially an email is powerful because it's in my inbox and I can go search it faster than I can find content that is in a Facebook group that's maybe gone down two weeks worth of posts, it's also consumer behavior, right? And so that's when I encourage my, my clients to treat their teams like customers. It's with things like that. Um, and, and we've had a lot of success with leaders running little mini trainings through email. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not, not in the Facebook team group, because again, the emails are, are, they're archived in a, in a, easier way for us to go back and look at the information again and again, if we want. Mm -hmm. I know I have used the inbox search bar in my email. I mean, probably on a daily basis to look up, you know, if I have a return that I'm making from, you know, a shirt that I bought or something, and I have to find the return label. Actually, I need to do that today. Yeah. Or, you know, so I am one that uses my inbox search tool I mean, yeah, pretty much daily. So how many, okay. And it's also because I have a very large uh, number of emails in my inbox. So are, do you have, do you have a large inbox right now or is yours pretty emptied out? Mine's like literally over a hundred thousand. 
my notification button says over like it's like a hundred and what does it oh. say? <laughs> I, are well. you my friend anymore? I don't know. 120,805. <gasps> oh my goodness. I'm telling my secrets to the world here. Oh so. my gosh. What are yeah, yours? So, what are yours? Well, my little pro tip is I have I have seven different Gmail accounts oh. and they all serve a specific purpose. <laughs> so you might so, have that many. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. So there's like my clients, they come to my one Gmail account. I've got like, you know, my retailers that I sign up because I want the coupons. That's going to another. I mean, I, I guess that it's not really organized, but I tell myself that's how I'm managing it. <laughs> but at least you don't have 120,000 on, you know, as in the bubble. So that's good. I mean, yeah. it might, yeah. you know, maybe it is across all seven, but so do you right. suggest that? Is that, has that helped you stay organized, keeping them all separate? I mean, it's helped me for, for sure. Um, but I think, you know, the one thing that's helped me the most in terms of managing content coming in for me is I only spend time really in those inboxes where I know that I should be in that block of time. So I'm just, I'm a time manager like that. My, my entire day is blocked in time blocks. And so um, I won't spend too much time in my That's email good. box. Yeah. Shuffling around. That would help too, because like yeah. you said, like those retailer emails, they, everything comes all into one inbox for me. And so then I do get distracted, like, Ooh, a coupon for this company that I love. I'm going to check yeah. out and see if anything on sale right now. So, okay. Right. Maybe I'll have right. to do that and try that, but Oh, my email, yeah. I just ignore it now. Now it's just, I don't even know. I don't even pay attention yeah. to it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and speaking of email, one of the other ways that I've had so much fun working with um, direct sales leaders is crafting a customer facing email for them because a lot of our home office companies do a great job of auto sending emails to customers on our behalf, right? Mm -hmm. There's limitations in some of the, the companies that I've worked with and that they don't allow for a lot of personalization, right? And editing that we need to do. And so for direct sales leaders listening today, um, if you are sending your customers an email through Gmail, it's time to come see me, okay? It's time to get into a legit service provider-based email service where we can send emails because here's a little trick of the trade. Everything is trackable. So I love to send a customer-facing email for one of my leaders and then report back to the client and say, hey, these 10 people clicked on your buy now button for this product. Mm, mm -hmm. These 10 people clicked on the button that said, learn more about hosting a summer party. Mm -hmm. So it is data that is very powerful to you for you to have that you're not going to get pushing emails through Gmail right? And so mm -hmm. that's just one small way when, when we talk about automating our impact, a customer facing weekly email is just a must for a leader. It really is outside of whatever your home office is sending. Yes. Cause then that further brands you the consultant right. versus your company. So yes, that's a huge tip. And that's something that's definitely on my list. I know we've chatted about already about this yeah. stuff, but, um, yeah. that is definitely on my list because I, um, yeah, that's one thing that I definitely want to get into because I know it is effective and being able to track it is so helpful too, because then, you know, who's, you know, who's reading them, you know, who enjoys them, you know, who's clicking on things. And so, yeah. And if you are someone out there who is saying, 
no one's going to open the email because I don't open the email. I, you just have to trust me on this one. <laughs> yes. Customers are opening them. Absolutely. They are in low percent, low quote in quotation marks, low percentage percentages for open rates. That's, I mean, I think normal industry-wide and I like, it's not, it's never going to be a hundred percent open rate. I mean, unless you have five people on your list. 20, 20, yeah. 20% is, is where we see industry averages. Um, my clients, my goal with our, my client base is always, I want them in the thirties. That's awesome. If we're, if we're under 30, it's because my opening, my subject line wasn't juicy enough. Right. Or there was just the content didn't connect. And sometimes that happens. Um, but that's always my target goal is I want you in the thirties. Yes. That's great. Yes. Cause I know sometimes people can see that like, Oh, only 30% open the email, but that's actually really good. So it's I, amazing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Not something to get wrapped up in for sure. If it's, if it's yeah. lower than a hundred percent. Yeah. But um, interesting. Talk about a hundred percent. You want to know what I do see a hundred percent opens on usually team emails. Nice. Yes. You're right. Because yeah. you know why I, I feel like maybe I know why, I don't know, because that is you, your target audience is your team, you know, and you're sending that. So, you know, that all of them are interested in the topic that, you know, that they're learning about yep. or that you're sending about. So I love that. Right. It's because a, you already, you already have influence over them because they've already signed up and come into the business because of you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think leaders as leaders, we forget sometimes the impact we have on our teams. And so, yeah, I'm, we've seen some really incredible open rates. <laughs> That's great. It's like getting, it's like getting a letter in the mail from your leader, you know, that you would, yes. you wouldn't throw that away. It's not junk. It's not a bill. You would open it because you exactly. know that it contains, uh, it contains content just for you. So I love that. That's yes. a great tip. I love that. I love that aspect of it, the perspective of it. So for those listening who are wanting to be leaders, who are close to being leaders and taking on leadership roles within their direct sales company, how can they prep to get ready to take on that role? Yeah, I, don't do what I did. <laughs> so I'll tell you the mistake I made because I just did this a year ago. I stepped, remember I said, I stepped back into my direct sales role. You know, I'm like, let me see if I still got it. Let me do this again. I promoted to a director in my company in 40 days. Mm. Okay. And within like 50 days, we were the top selling organization in my entire large organization, cranking out like 30 grand a month as a team, as a young team, I didn't have any automated systems in place. And I knew I was going to burn out at the point where I had to call my upline uplines and say, I need help coaching. I can't get on any more calls. I I just don't have the time to do this. And then I felt my personal business sliding away because I didn't have time to like crank out awesome content on social. Tiffany, I was stuck. Mm. I grew so fast. And without the systems in place, I just stood still, which is the total opposite of what you can do in this business because you know, momentum is like everything. Mm -hmm. So my advice is know this growth in this business is lightning fast because of social media marketing. So just because you're not a leader today doesn't mean in the next 10 business days, you're going to, you can have five new team members, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can start to put simple 
systems in place now, like map out your own onboarding training process that is maybe aside from what your home office is doing, because I'm sure it's great, but at some point you, the leader, have to get involved in that process. So that could be as simple as using Calendly, which is an electronic calendar, right? Get a coaching call link scheduled on there where your new consultants click a link and they schedule a call. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is just one simple thing I didn't do early on, right? And it does save you time messaging back and forth, like what day's best for you? Just do it electronically. Okay. That's right. And you can also set up coaching questions ahead of time in the Calendly system that allow, yeah, that allow you to get some information before the call. So that's one little tip I would do now if you're planning on growing. Mm -hmm. Okay. The second thing I would seriously do is map out your content strategy for your team. Again, Start to treat them as customers, even though they may not exist yet, (laughs) but they will. How are you going to present content to them through the team page and a weekly email that isn't just pushing, come to the training on this day, or this is the deadline for shipping. They want more inspirational content. And I don't think it's ever too early to start mapping out what that's going to look and feel like. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mentioned in uh, the episode, a couple episodes ago, one of my tips after five years of being in direct sales was that it's never too early to think like a leader, because if you yeah. start those things now then and I'm not saying this, like I did it perfectly, but if you start those things now, then you're going to be so confident and comfortable taking on that role and not freaked out. <laughs> Oh no, I can't do it. And your new consultants will then step out and recruit off the bat because look, you've just created a system that's duplicatable for them. And one of the other pieces I would have put into place way earlier is if you are in a party plan model and you're utilizing Facebook parties, get that new consultant launch party locked and loaded into SinShare. That's my favorite, right? And have it ready to go so that you are not (laughs) creating Facebook groups for them, right? But you are giving them the necessary tools that are accessible for them to just duplicate. Yes. And SinShare and tools like that are so, I mean, I'm newer to SinShare and I have found it's just so simple to use and it's easy and it's saves you so much time. It's such a lifesaver. Yes. I love it. It, it. I cannot tell you how many hours I've spent early on in the leader days walking new consultants through. I think you should post this in the beginning of the party and do this. Oh my goodness, Tiffany. <laughs> I'm like, I, right. I'm like, why did I not have a launch party template saved in SinShare that I could just copy over to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not that you want them to forever copy and paste, you know, but you, but everybody needs somewhere to start, you know? Everybody yeah, just needs for the launch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's that. And I know all the leaders out there know this, but it's just, I think worth repeating. A new consultant's first 72 hours as a newbie are crucial. And the easier we can make it for them and ourselves, 
the better everybody else is in the long run. If we overwhelm them early on, they're out. <laughs> yes. And they'll start thinking, cause going back to at the beginning, when you said that you were looking for something that was flexible, oh, many people join direct sales because it's flexible, but if they join and then they're like, oh no, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have so much pressure. I can't, I can't handle this right now. Then like you said, they're out, they're done. Cause it's too much. Can I, and can I say something that might be getting me into a little bit of trouble? Oh yes, you can. <laughs> okay. This right here has been the struggle for me in a coaching role in this industry, we have a separation in the industry from those that have been in business 20, 30 years and some of our legacy brands. And I love you. And if you are one of those people, thank you. You have pioneered an industry for those of us, right? Who are newer to it. Thank you. However, there's a lot of leadership out there who is hesitant to coach the part-time side hustle. Hmm. We've got a mismatch and I see this a lot um, in that sometimes older leaders that have not, I don't want to say older, like they're not, you know, but they, they're veterans, Seasoned been leaders. around. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Seasoned uh, have been trained to coach newbies as a full-time career mm-hmm. right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. You need to go get eight bookings today. But the marketing out there is marketing it as a side gig, Mm -hmm. part-time gig for moms who want extra income. So I I just implore leaders, especially because you're leading the charge, your coaching and the systems you have in place to do so need to meet your consultants with where they are. Yes. No, I totally agree with that. And if, <laughs> if you get in trouble for that, have them come to me because I, okay, I agree with that. They I come to me first. No, I totally agree with that yeah. because you're right. Because people do say, you know, work from your phone in your pajamas. And, you know, again, that's fine. And it, you can work from your phone in your pajamas for 15 minutes a day. But like you said, then they join and then it's way more than they ever thought it would be. And it's like, wait, 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 this isn't what I signed up for. Yeah, no. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard because they, a lot of us have just been trained that way. Like, no, when they sign up, you coach them to be at the top of the chain. Right. And Yes. We want to coach people that way because we don't want to limit them. Whatever they want to shoot for, go for the stars, go for it. But I'm just saying I've noticed in the onboarding systems that I'm seeing out there, there is a mismatch where we aren't providing them with baby steps and quick wins right off the bat. Instead, we're just throwing so much at them. Mm -hmm. And I don't want it to contribute to the negative chatter that sometimes the industry gets out there Mm -hmm. because people leave the industry because they haven't had a great experience. And I really feel like the onboarding process is a huge part of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we want new consultants to be successful. And maybe that's just leaders wanting what they have experienced for those new people. But like you said, it, that might not be, that's, probably not what the new consultant wants right then. And so, and they'll, they'll find, they'll figure it out, you know, they'll Absolutely. join and maybe they'll yeah. you know, like, Oh wow, actually I can increase my workload. I can work on this, maybe another extra five hours a week or something. And then, you know, up from there and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, just start baby steps. Don't overload them. Yeah. That's such a good, such a good tip. 
So this has been so great. How can anybody listening get in touch with you, Chanda, in all of your services? Yeah. Yeah. So the best place is to come find me on Instagram. I hang out on Instagram mostly. So it's at direct sales VA as in virtual assistant. And you can also go to my website. It's chandamundle.com and that's C-H-A-N-D-A-M-U-N-D-I-L at dot um, com. And you can schedule a free 20 minute chat with me if you are a direct sales leader and you just want to explore some systems that we can maybe put into place for you just to make life a little bit easier and allow you to continue to grow without trying to be all the things and be in a million places at the same time. Yes, I know. I really enjoyed our chat that we had recently. It was so was so helpful. Yeah. Yes. And definitely join her Instagram page. That's how I found Chanda and she has some great content. She posts some great things and some fun reels. So definitely check her out because you will, you will enjoy learning from her. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show. This was awesome. Yes. It was so much fun chatting with you and hearing tips about how to be the best leader we can be for our team. So thanks again. All righty. Thanks everybody. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative over on Facebook. There you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing, if you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent@gmail.com, at gmail.com and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks guys.